From Mountain Home to Raft River, we've got all the District 4 analysis you'll need to know. This is the Magic Valley PrepCast with Scott Burton. That's right. It's another edition of the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are breaking down everything going on in District 4 each and every week, rain or shine, in sickness and in health. And I emphasize the sickness part because the shrouded figure you see on your screen if you're watching the video stream of this prep cast on the idahosports.com youtube channel or facebook page uh that that is scott burton but uh scotty you're not feeling too hotty i'm not feeling very hotty at all oh <laughs> that has been a struggle today i don't know what to, what the deal is if i got a little slight case of the rona i have no idea yeah sure you cannot catch the rona from watching this podcast let's be clear no matter yes. what you may be told <laughs> you're safe yeah, it's super contagious. I had it a couple of weeks ago and I was, I was a little, I, I was a weakling. I, I took the week off. Here you are, Scott, fighting through it. So we appreciate it. Dang right. You'd expect nothing less from Bravo team, my friend. <laughs> no doubt. You sent me a text this morning and you said, uh, I think I have the crud. And I <laughs> <laughs> see, we, we know what that means. Cause we're, we're actually from the, the West. That's how you test people, right? We, we have all of these out of state people moving into our great state of Idaho and that, that's the test. If they know what the crud is, then they're legit. If they don't, they're probably from somewhere else. Well, and if you would have rushed to my house with a thing of fry sauce, then you would have been in the club, man, because then you would have gotten it all. <laughs> no doubt. So we're going to we're gonna whip through things pretty quickly this week because Scott's not feeling well, and I have something in the oven that's going to be done in 20 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> I can see where our podcast ranks this week. <laughs> yeah, you know, dinner first, then the podcast. So, uh, okay, let's talk about uh, boys basketball, the, the big matchup we talked about in the Great Basin Conference, Class 4A, was uh, this battle between Minico and Mountain Home, because those are the two teams that are really fighting for the second position behind Jerome. And that happened last week. And Scott, you had been touting Minico for, for a couple of weeks now, and Minico came through and delivered in a big win. Well, they did. It was their fourth win in a row. But uh, more importantly, it puts them in second place right now in the conference, because, you know, right now everybody is just jockeying for that second position behind Jerome. Uh, in that boys' basketball Great Basin. And, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, the Jerome boys got a huge win on the road at Burley. And that was the team that was starting to emerge as the second-best team behind Jerome. And they they gave it, Jerome everything they could handle. Well, so here comes this game with Minico and Mountain Home, and the implications of it are are, are pretty important. And like I said – Fourth win in a row for Mountain Home. It puts them into second in the conference, uh, but it wasn't easy. You know, uh, Mountain Home came ready to play. Mountain Home's a great team. You know, Coach Bethel does a fantastic job with uh, with what he's got and what he has is a kid and his son that can score. And uh, Brandon had 17 of the 34 points. So, I mean, he had, or, yeah, had half of their points. You know, so uh, they came ready to play. And uh, the turning point actually in this game was in the second quarter where defensively Minico, now this is the thing you have to understand about Minico boys basketball, is that they are defensive minded. You know, they would rather beat you in a 27-25 game and make it ugly than try to go punch for punch with you because they just don't have the people to do that. 
you know, and so defensively in that second quarter, they were able to limit Mountain Home to either one shot or a turnover in that entire second quarter. And uh, they went into the locker room with a 10 point lead because of it. And that is the defense that uh, the Mountain or that Minico can play. And Minico's has a test tonight because they are at Jerome tonight. And we shoot this on a Thursday. Yeah, we're recording this Thursday afternoon, January 20th tonight. Minico is at Jerome, and then they turn around and play again in Rupert on Monday, the 24th. So, you know, by this time next week, Scott, we this conference race may be decided. Yeah, it's uh, kind of been interesting what the snow days have done because that first part of January where we had to move this Minico game, uh, this is where it's coming back, and they're going to play, you know, right next to each other. And, uh, you know, and the big key for Minico is going to be – the status of Brevin Trinkle, you know, uh, coach Brady Trinkle, you know, we, we all know who he is. I mean, Trinkle name in basketball in Southern Idaho is just, I mean, if you don't, then you, you don't know what fry sauce is either, but, but uh, you know, he was, uh, I, when I was coaching basketball back in the day, <clears throat> boys varsity coach uh, at Jerome in the nineties, Brady played for twin and Brady was a guy that I had to coach against. And he was a scorer. I mean, he, I don't know if he played a lick of defense and, uh, and he'll joke about himself on that as well, but uh, he just was a scorer and we had to plan for this kid. Well, here he is flash forward. Now he's coaching Minico and they spend almost all their time in practice on defense uh, because they know that that's how they're going to win. And, when it comes to scoring from Minico, it's going to be whether or not Brevin Trenkel is healthy. I mean, we all know kind of the story that he had. I mean, it's been a tough year for him. You know, he broke his hand in football, broke his right hand in football and played with that big giant club. Um, and then um, broke his left hand at the start of basketball season. And so all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> what do I do? And, you know, he's kind of ripped his cast off and he's trying to get back into it. And he's played two games this year. Um, and, he was averaging in those games, 24 points, seven boards, three assists, three steals. So you can see the impact that a guy like this has. And if Minico can somehow get him healthy, well, I, they're going to, they're going to challenge. They, they could challenge Jerome. And I think uh, tonight should be an interesting game that I will watch from my couch. I'm usually the PA guy at these things. Um, not tonight. So I'll be watching online. Yeah, that, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, the the big the big key guy I think is is Trey Fletcher inside right for Minico. He's he's this big, tall six nine you know six eight six nine kid and was kind of raw last year and started for them. Uh, and with Minico's size underneath, with Caps and and Mikey Lloyd, who is is tall but also can take it out and and school you on the perimeter. I, I think the Fletcher offsetting that is Minico's shot. And that's really going to be their key as they develop and try to get to state also. So, yeah, it is. It's going to be them being physical. It's going to be them kind of messing things up, dirtying up the game, not dirtying up the game, but just kind of, you know, making it ugly, you know, winning ugly basketball. And that is a tough thing for a lot of uh, teams to play because it just really gets them out of the rhythm. And Minico is one of those teams that, you know, you cross the paint, they'll put an elbow in you. Not dirty, but just to let you know, hey, this is not where you should be going. But it's those kinds of things that really can disrail a team that that uh, is used to just flying up and down pace. You know, Minico is going to try to control the pace. Uh, I, I'm really interested in to see this game. But Minico, if they come together at the right time with a healthy Brevin and 
the pieces inside because they're playing 11 underclassmen, I, I think Minico could challenge. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, another big game that took place uh, this past week, it actually happened on Tuesday night. Uh, the top two teams in in uh, some people's minds in the 1AD2 boys basketball ranks met up. Uh, Camas County hosted Dietrich. And Camas County, uh, not the fact that they won surprised me, but by the margin, 74 to 57, as they really turned back Dietrich. And now the standings look interesting. Camas County, 4 and 0 in the conference, 12 and 1 overall. Dietrich, with that loss, drops to 8 and 3 overall, 2 and 2 in the conference. They've now lost to both Carey and Camas. And now it's Carey at 3 and 0, 11 and 4, and Camas at 4 and 0, 12 and 1, that are setting up for this collision course they will play next Tuesday, the 25th, in their lone conference game. Yeah, I mean, what a year it's been for Camas County. I mean, we we talked about this in previous podcasts, especially with their football run that they've had, but they've continued it. And, uh, you know, I had a I had a friend that uh, refereed, you know, one of their games this year and just said, don't sleep on Camas. You know, they've they've got some they've got some players in that uh, in that small little Fairfield town. And it's not something that uh, we, we talk about a lot, you know, over the course of the years is Camus being a, a powerhouse. But this is the year of the musher right now. And, and they are just loving things in, in Fairfield. Yeah. Uh, Brecken Clark, great player for Camus County. On the girls' side in the 1AD2 race, uh, it's also getting really intriguing. Uh, Richfield was kind of the favorite uh, when, the, when this whole thing started. And they've been the team that's been ranked. Uh, but Carey goes and defeats Richfield last Thursday, 31 to 27. And, and here we are now this time of year, the Panthers, despite their six and seven overall record are two and one in the conference. Merrilee Sears is one of the best coaches around and they always just seem to figure it out right around this time of year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, if you look at those conference standings, they just look weird, you know, because you look at a team like Hanson sitting at the top of that, that, uh, conference as far as their record goes, uh, three and nine overall, but two and zero oh in conference. You know, it's about the games that you win and to position yourself in the conference tournament. But you know, there's still a, a few things to shake out in that conference. And you know, I, I, I strongly believe Richfield; it's theirs to lose. They're they're just good. And sometimes a loss like that in a conference wakes you up, kind of refocuses you just a little bit. Because I think a lot of people were touting Richfield as. Hey, this team is going to cruise. This team is it, man. And, and, and they're having a fantastic year, but every once in a while, you kind of need to get punched in the mouth and grounded uh, at the right time in the season to use that moving into the postseason. And I think Richfield is, is in that position. Definitely a big game for Richfield tonight. They've got to travel to Fairfield to play Camas County and the yeah. mushers are one in one in the conference. If, if Camas County wins tonight, then, then you really throw chaos into the standings. Yeah. <laughs> it really get interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you win the games, you sh- you should be winning, and then you know, number one, protect your home floor. So, th- like I said, there's going to be some more shaking up in this conference. Yeah, might have to decide uh, the tiebreaker with a with a three legged sack race or something. <laughs> Figure this thing out. Uh, let's keep with girls basketball. One A D one Murtaugh is a team that I've been pretty high on all year. And if you remember Scott, way back when we did our girls basketball season preview, I said the team that I was going to monitor most closely because they were the most intriguing to me was Oakley. I thought that Oakley had some dark horse potential. Hadn't fully realized it, but a huge win over uh, previously unbeaten in the conference Murtaugh last Thursday. 
uh, low scoring game, 34 to 29. So now you've got, I mean, these standings are also bananas. Raft River and Murtaugh are both six and one in league. Murtaugh beat Raft River and uh, Oakley beat Murtaugh. Um, and then Oakley's right behind at five and two. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like Groundhog Day sometimes when you talk about this conference. Uh, Raft River, Oakley, Murtaugh, you know, especially with Raft River and Oakley, but Murtaugh's having a really solid year, you know, 13 and four right now, six and one in the conference. Uh, head coach Todd Jensen doing a fantastic job uh, with those girls. And uh, you know what? There are three solid teams in this conference that anybody could beat anybody on any given night. Yeah, so Murtaugh and uh, Oakley are done for the season. They split. Murtaugh won the first game 44-39, and then, uh, as we noted, Oakley just won last week. Oakley and Raft River played uh, last Tuesday, and Raft River escaped with a 36-34 win. They will meet in the regular season finale January 27th. That will be a fun game to watch. Yeah, Will, and Murtaugh and Raft River play tonight. Yeah. So... I mean, you talk about the final few games of the season. Yeah, we're, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun watching these teams battle it out because right now all these games mean everything. And, uh, you know, we're going to be hosting uh, – Jerome High School is going to be hosting the 1A D1 Boys and Girls Basketball Tournaments. Uh, so those that are interested in following all this, it's going to be played at Jerome, and I believe the girls' tournament kicks off January 31st. But all of this, most all of it's going to be taking place at Jerome High School. That's awesome. That's a great venue for that. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch those teams duke it out uh, for sure. And and like you said, Raft River and Murtaugh meeting up tonight in what should be a pretty big matchup. You know, so Murtaugh, they, they lose the conference game to Oakley, but then they turn around and play on Saturday in a non-conference game against, I would say, one of their peers in terms of leaders of their conference. They played notice from over in District 3. This is a notice team that came in 11-1, and one, and they left 11-2, and two, losing for just the second time this year as Murtaugh setting themselves up with a – and this was a big win, 55-34. to 34. So I think that speaks of the strength of District 4 versus maybe not so strong in District 3. Well, yeah, and you look at the only loss that uh, notice had had. It was the first game of the year against Ambrose. And in a game that they ended up getting revenge the second time they played, beat them by 13. But, you know – Murtaugh, for them, it was going to be how do you respond from a, a loss that you really wanted and needed to have, you know, against an opponent that really is not. A, I, mean, I mean, what did that game mean other than a little bit of pride sometimes? Right. But boy, did they respond in a big way. And so sometimes you get a win like that and it just puts you right back on track. The loss that you had doesn't matter anymore because now you're refocused and you're ready for district tournament. It's like the hangover that these teams have after big losses and emotional losses. You just never know how long it's going to hang with them, you know? And so knowing coach Jensen, not surprised that he got the ship righted right away and they're back on it. Yeah. And, and that's a game that'll give them some confidence going, you know, because notice is a team that's kind of running away with their district. Like they will be at state. So, I mean, that's a team they could see again down the road. So yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. All right. Well, that's kind of a quick, quick whip around of what's going on. Uh, we kind of just hit some of the bigger things and we'll maybe dive into a little more detail when Scott's back on the mend, but, uh, zip up that hoodie, stay nice and warm, Scott. <laughs> Bring me some fry sauce, Brandon. <laughs> well, uh, it'll be there in about three hours, so <laughs> we'll, I'll do my best. 
Um, so yeah, you, you rest up and, uh, hopefully we'll see you back here again next week to, to break down some more exciting hoops and wrestling action. You got it. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the magic Valley prep cast for Scott Burton. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you back here next week on Idaho sports.